Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Relative to Sports. And Derek, are you ready? I am ready, Josh. Let's go. All right. There's me doing my job, you doing yours. Your job is to coach the team I give you. They do it different in Dallas. Okay, that is Friday Night Lights. That is incorrect. Do you want another guess or should I just tell you? I think you should just tell me before I really embarrass myself. Okay, that was draft day. Oh, was it? Oh, man. Josh, (laughs) I... Okay, you've not even seen that movie. I've seen the first half of it. Yeah. But that was just recently. It's a little bit cheesy for my taste, but it, it's it's okay. Um, you should watch if you really want to see cheesy. You need to watch till the end of that movie. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> it, it does, but it's it's a cool movie. I like it. I'm a I'm a fan of that. I know it's got a lot of hate out there, but I'm a I'm a fan of the draft day movie. Well, speaking I of think- draft day. Yeah, I, I, I figured I would go with that movie because of uh, one of the main things we wanted to talk about in this episode tonight was the, the NFL draft we got coming up. Uh, I guess it's going to be tomorrow by the time this airs. Yep. Um, and I, they, I've, I've been hearing that this is probably the most unpredictable draft uh, we've seen up to this point. Yeah, and I I think that makes for some excitement. You know, a lot of times it's pretty easy to tell these these mock draft experts can can get a lot of them right, and you know, especially some of the top ones are uh, sometimes a little bit predictable. But I've seen a lot of different perspectives on who's going to be going where, and yeah. uh, some of these top guys. You know, the quarterback situation just gets wild whenever. You know, teams start reaching. They get this guy that, you know, sometimes has a second-round grade, and they're they're reaching, trying to get him in the top ten. And then once one team gets a quarterback, the other team start panicking and start, you know, taking taking guys they might not necessarily should. And so I think it will be pretty interesting Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, after – I think Bryce Young is pretty much a lock to go uh, number one overall. Is that what seen, they're saying now? Yeah, I haven't seen much yeah. uh, diversity with that number one pick. Okay. So, but after that, you've got the Texans picking it too. Nobody really knows what they're going to do. They could go Will Anderson. They could go a quarterback. I actually saw a mock draft today that had them taking Anthony Richardson. Oh, my. So, uh, it, that, that could go a lot of different directions. Nobody really knows what the Texans are going to do. The Cardinals have said, hey, our pick is up for grabs. Y'all come and get it, you know, uh, yeah. make us an offer. So, you got to think DeAndre Hopkins might get dealt. Yeah. So. Hey, Josh, know. before before we board the people into our, our draft analysis here, can you, can you uh, give them a little – taste of what's coming up in the episode two before we dig into the to the draft a little bit yeah so yep. we've it's not all going to be about the draft <laughs> so don't worry <laughs> although we'll we could this. 
we we could easily fill up an hour with the draft. Oh, but... easily. I, I love talking <laughs> draft. Uh, it's probably it's it's one of my one of my favorite events of the of the sports calendar year. But yeah, um, that's not all we have planned for you. Uh, we'll take a little break from sports. We're, we're going to play Survivor tonight again. Yes, that's making another appearance and. Derek is going to present a rule change he would like to see happen, and I don't know what he has planned for us there, but I'm sure it'll it'll get everybody going. It may even spark a change. Who knows? Who knows? The, the we just got to get the right is. people to listen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and, and your survivor, I don't know what you're giving me for that topic, so this will be – this will be a surprise survivor topic, correct? Correct. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yep. And then uh, after that's all said and done, Derek will have the post game. We're 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 going with the same format we went with last week, trying to keep these episodes a little bit shorter, a little bit easier for our listeners to get through, and um, maybe growing a a little bit of a new audience if if you know, new audience member sees that two hour runtime, they might not really want to listen to that. So I'm going to try to keep it a little shorter and a little sweeter. There we go. Okay. So draft time, Josh. Okay. So like I was saying, after that first pick, I've seen a a multitude of different things happening. Uh, The Cardinals, they kind of, I think they're wanting to trade back, deal that pick and who knows who's going to take that, but or if the Cardinals might just end up picking. Uh, I think defense makes sense for them, but anyways, that's. I mean, I don't think anybody's listening for the Cardinals draft. Uh, <laughs> hey, I do want to say, I want to say before we talk about the Cowboys and their draft options, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb a little bit here, Josh, and all these first round quarterbacks that they're talking about. You got Bryce Young, you got CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Is there another one that they're talking about going first round? Um Oh man, you put me on the spot. There I, I don't I think those are the main four. Yeah. And I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't think any of the four are gonna be good pros. Really? I really don't. I don't think they're gonna I mean, they could be middle of the road. I don't see any of them being uh, right. Top top ten quarterbacks in their in their uh, careers. I'm I'm not a believer. Like C.J. Stroud has got a lot of physical tools, but until I see an Ohio State quarterback succeed in the NFL, I'm not going to bank on that happening with C.J. Stroud. And Bri- Bryce Young is what five ten five eleven. Yes, five ten. I think is what he he measured in at at the he's combine. He's small. That that is small. That would concern me if I was spending a top five pick or looks like going to be a top one pick on him. Will Levis has got all the physical tools as well. He's a specimen, but Josh he he was not a good college quarterback, and I know that doesn't always mean you're not going to have success. But I would be very cautious of drafting somebody that did not have great success in college spending a top 10 draft pick on him and then Anthony Richardson is another freak of an athlete yeah but I mean he was a very inaccurate quarterback in the games that I saw at Florida this past year 
And, um, yeah, I, I think all four of them, I don't see any of the four having great success in the NFL. Is that a hot take? I, I would, I mean, in today's NFL where the, the quarterbacks are the, the, I guess the hot new thing. Yeah. But, uh, I, I can see your point on all those. I do think Bryce Young has a chance with uh, – he is very small, but with the rules that they are – the way that they are today, uh, they they really go out of the way to protect the quarterback to a fault even. So uh, I think being small is not necessarily going to uh, hurt him as much as it would have quarterbacks in the past. And who's got the number one pick? The Panthers. The Panthers. Okay. Yeah. They traded with the Bears to get that. Pick. Oh, that's right. That's right. The Bears got a pretty good. I think they they ended up the winner on that one, didn't you think? Yeah, they got that's DJ right. Moore and uh, Carolina's first round pick. So yeah, I think that I think the Bears are going to be in better shape now, depending on what they do with that pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've not had a, a great track record over the past few years, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cow. So cowboys. Yeah, and uh, I, I went into a mock draft research thing today, yeah. where I uh, I basically looked up. I, I googled twenty twenty three mock draft. I just started clicking on stuff, and yeah. I've seen us. I've seen mock drafts having us taking uh, Dalton. I think his name's Dalton Kincaid. Uh, tight end out of Utah. Tight end out of Utah, yeah. And yeah. That, I think that is probably, if he falls to us, that's probably the ideal pick for us. Uh, I have not seen – Bijan, you know, I love Bijan. Oh, oh, here we go. But he's not, he, he's probably not going to make it to us. I did see one draft where he went the pick before us. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the greatest running back of all time, Josh. Yeah. Well, could fall to the to the bottom of the first round. The greatest running back I've seen in a few years. <laughs> so, Josh, what what I know tight end is a position of need because the Cowboys lost Dalton Schultz, but yeah. Um, what are some other positions there that you know you could see the Cowboys possibly taking in that first round pick? Um, you know, depth depth on the defensive side of the ball is always good to have because you know that the those guys in the trenches the nfl season is long never never hurts to have uh depth on that side of the ball uh, i've seen us taking a defensive end out of iowa whose name escapes me right now i should have wrote it down sorry but we don't we don't need to know that yet do we nah yeah but he uh, uh I don't. I don't even. I don't even know the guy, but I do know Iowa had an absolute garbage <laughs> offense this season and still <laughs> became bowl eligible. So, <laughs> yeah. So they, their defense was pretty stout. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, Josh, what about what about the Razorbacks' own Drew Sanders there, inside linebacker? Yeah, uh, I, I, and I, I've seen him. A late first round projection is that a possibility, yeah. or the Cowboys are are they pretty set there at linebacker now, re-signing Vander Esch and 
that's one position that I've not seen us uh, mock draft. Looking at, yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that's that's not a position of need right now. Yep. Uh, it really we've we've had a good off season where the only the only position that wouldn't necessarily be a depth pick would be tight end. Yep. And even even then, we had some solid tight ends step up for us last season. So. Yeah, I've also seen the the tight end out of Notre Dame. I think his name is Michael Meyer. Or Michael Mayer. Mayer, yeah. Um, I've seen him possibly being projected uh, late first round as a possibility for the for Dallas draft. What about? Um, do you see them trading up or making any moves on opening night Thursday night? Um, either going up, trading their first round pick, going down, getting some some pieces there moving. What do you see? Uh, any possibilities of that happen? You think? Uh, Jerry Jerry's not usually the the guy to do that. I don't know if it's because it's all moving too fast for him at that point. You know, <laughs> he can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, he can't can't keep up. So uh, he he's usually not the guy. I think we traded up for Morris Claiborne. Yeah, that didn't go great, did it? No. So yeah. I I don't see us making any moves like that. We usually. We usually just take the pick that we were gifted and, or the pick that we earned, and we just roll with that. And I, yeah. I will give them this: the scouting department does a good job because, for the most part, our picks have been solid, other than yeah, Taco Charlton. So yeah, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. Yeah, I mean we've we've had a pretty good run of first round draft picks producing for for several years for us. Um, there's one guy that I'm really intrigued by. I mean, a couple guys, but as far as the Cowboys go, that I could see we need we need a receiver, Josh. Like, Dak needs another threat in the passing game to help him open yeah. up the offense a little bit. And uh, I will just go ahead and full disclosure here. I've not, I've not, like, studied this guy on tape or anything, but just looking at his measurables – and looking at where they're projecting this guy to go, I don't think he's going to be around uh, by the time the Cowboys pick. But do you know who I'm talking about at the is receiver it, position? Is it Quentin Johnson? It is Quentin Johnson out of TCU. I'm thinking, man, that would be a perfect fit. He's already, you know, in the Dallas area. Yeah. Uh, he's got size. He's got speed. And um, I'm just thinking, man, that that could be a great fit for the Cowboys offense. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be around the last projection I saw was maybe around that 10 through 12, 14 area. So he's probably not going to be available, but uh, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing the Cowboys if he, if he is available, taking him kind of. Yeah. He, he was, I'm sorry, but he was definitely was cool. a, a difference maker for uh, TCU. And I yep. think he was kind of the un, kind of the unsung hero. I mean, I think everybody knew who he was and what what kind of a threat he was. But yeah, uh, Max Duggan got a lot of attention. Yeah, so I, he kind of reminds me of a of a Traylon Burks, just given his size and speed and uh, ability. Yeah. So, and I, I guess he's projecting to go around where Traylon went uh, last year. So, well. It will be very interesting Thursday night seeing what happens. I do think the NFL has got, you know, they do a lot of boneheaded stuff, I feel like. But 
I think they, they've got the draft. I like the, the format, the setup. They do round one on Thursday night. They'll do uh-huh. rounds two and three on Friday night. And then the remaining four rounds they'll do on Saturday. And I like that setup. It, it, it makes for some exciting times. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. And ne- this time next week we'll be talking about how the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders because they drafted <laughs> B. John Robinson oh, round one. Oh, man. I can't, I can't wait to see what team is going to be your second favorite team next to the Cowboys, that team that, that drafts B. John and – you know, yep. you, you put your order in for that jersey immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be great. Yeah. It, it will. And they actually will be. They will be, my, unless it's the Eagles or the Giants yeah. or the Commanders. Yeah. So, but, anyways, uh, was there anything else you wanted to say about, about, about the draft? No, I think we're good, man. Okay. All right. So uh, we're going to take a short break now, and we'll be back to play Survivor. All right, welcome back, and we are excited and ready to go. Derek, are you ready to play Survivor? I'm really excited about this, Josh, because I want to see who's getting voted off of my island first. I am the king of this island. I will be the sole determiner of the the sole survivor. And um, I'm kind of interested to see what you're going to present to me tonight as far as who are my my participants. Well, what I have planned for you, I I want you to think of this. It's called Survivor, and at the end of it, there will be one survivor left, but it's more of a, a Royal Rumble feel. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Now, is this like you're not going to punish me here with like these are the worst things in the world? No, no, no. Get rid no, of no. them. Okay. No, this is a little more uh, elementary, I would say. Okay, I'm fine. It's still that. fun. I'm fine. Uh, with that. Now, your survivor winner last month was the chicken fajitas or or the combo fajitas. Combo fajitas. Yes. As your food item, I like. Which it. I was I was told. Um, by some, but I I was told by some that you know this my rankings were not uh not necessarily the best. Oh but, really? Yeah, but that's why they're my rankings. And Josh, Josh, most of the people that I talk to think that you came out with the with the right survivor. Really? Yeah, most of the people well, that I heard from said Josh got fajitas. I mean that that would have been their survivor as well. It's just so much versatility there. Yeah. But anyways, is. this is okay. not about me anymore. This is about you. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, I, like I said, this is going to be more like a Royal Rumble field, but okay. uh, not WWE related. Okay. So, um, what I have for you is a list of fierce animals. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And I want you to picture that these are all in these are all in a uh, a field of sorts and they are fighting to the death. <laughs> okay. Okay. A literally survivor. Yeah, literally. Okay. 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 So, are you ready for your animals? 
I'm ready to write them down. Okay. So first up, we have a lion. Okay. I know you like big cats. I do like big cats, especially when it comes to NFL logos. You know? Yes. Okay. Uh, next up, we have a tiger. Okay. Next up, we have a rhino. Okay. Now, before I go any farther, I want to say I wanted some diversity with yeah. these things. I didn't want to do all like cats or dogs. I wanted okay. I wanted a little bit of uh, everything. So okay. And uh, after, we've got after you get done, I may have some questions before I start kicking these animals off the island. Okay. Okay. All right. We've got the Komodo dragon. Okay. Grizzly bear. Okay. Silverback gorilla. Okay. Hippo. All right. The jaguar. Okay. The anaconda. My anaconda don't want no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's it's a kids show. Uh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Apologies to Sir Mix a lot. And a gray wolf. Okay. Those are my ten. Okay, so before I start getting rid of these, um, Josh, are these are these who I think would win a a battle to the death, or are these just who I like? Which animals I like the best? These, like I said, these are are fighting to the death. Who do you think is going to come out on top of these animals? Oh man, see, I don't, Josh. Did you did you get this out of a Who Would Win book that from that your that your son reads? No, I, I I came up with this on my own. Okay do do you uh, does Hudson read those Who Would Win books or does he have those? No, he doesn't. Oh my goodness, Josh, you you got to get those. He would be all about it. My boys were, I mean, they read those things over and over. It's like they put all these different creatures, and they have like a big rumble, like you're saying, and then. Yeah the book goes through match by match to see who who's winning at the end. Oh, that's cool. I thought you were completely plagiarizing those books on this survivor segment, but no, I'm glad I did not. You have your own creativity. Yeah. I, I did not even know those existed. Uh, Josh, can I know this is your rules, but man, I feel like I've got to have more animal knowledge to be able to really say who would win in these okay is it possible to just say who i like the best or no i mean i'll, I'll go by your rules 100 percent. i feel so i feel like you should just do the best you can with the knowledge you have <laughs> you're trying to embarrass me is what you're doing <laughs> no no yes, i'm not oh man there are no wrong answers here oh you say that until i start you know my eliminations and then everybody's going to be like, there's no way that would be the first animal out because they can do this and they have all these special powers. How did you not know this? Yeah. All, all 25 of our listeners will be coming at you. (laughs) I don't sit around and watch national geographic to know the, or the animal planet to know what all these hidden strengths are that these animals possess. Now. So 
I will say for this that I did not include like elephant. Obviously, that can just crush everything. Mm. Uh, so I did not include stuff like that, like polar bear. I felt like might have been an easy winner. So. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not going to drag this out any farther. Further. Um, all right. I, I, I'll play your game, Josh, and I will, I will make it into my advantage. All right. Um, the first animal that is being killed on my island is I am getting rid of the jaguar jaguar gone the jaguar is gone now I'm going to justify this so if there's any jaguar fans out there uh, I'm going to say that some of these an- other animals they formed an alliance and and beat up on the jaguar, so that's why the jag is gone. Okay, okay. Um, my next animal leaving is going to be I'm going to say the gray wolf is gone as well. Okay. And my justification for that is wolves wolf travel in packs, and if mm-hmm. the gray wolf is by himself, not much of a chance. Yeah, he's he's in trouble he's by himself. himself. I okay. agree with you there. I, okay. You're doing well. You're doing well. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It's, getting, mm-hmm. it's only going to get tougher. Um, I am next going to get rid of... Oh man, these are these are getting tough, Josh. But I'm gonna say goodbye to the Komodo dragon. Okay. And I'm pretty sure if I if I read my son's Who Would Win books, I'm pretty sure the Komodo dragon is like some kind of crazy like poison. Don't they have like poison or something that they can stick their tongues out and spit at people or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're they're, they're pretty bad animals. So the Komodo dragon, he got attacked from behind by one of these other animals. And it was a sneak attack is why he's leaving the island. Okay. See you, Komodo. See ya. Komodo is gone. Uh, All right, I'm down to seven. Um. Okay. As much as I like this animal, I just think it's a really cool animal, but I don't think it's going to be as fierce and powerful in a rumble that we're talking about. So I'm saying goodbye to the rhino, Josh. Oh, man. I I really like the rhino, though. Man, at seven, that's tough. That's a tough exit for the rhino. Um, Yeah, sorry. I, I didn't mean to disappoint you there. Um. But you were the one that made these rules, Josh. You told me I You're right. Yeah. Um, number six, we're going to say... Um, 
I'm going to say goodbye to the Anaconda. Anaconda. Yep. I thought that was a, a good, respectable run by the Anaconda. <laughs> the Anaconda made a good, respectable run. Uh, I would... I, I would love to know if the anaconda actually illuminated any of the any of the ones before it was. Yeah, or was it like laying low, just kind of you know playing his own game, yeah, trying to keep to himself, not not make any not make any waves, you know. Yeah. But I feel like the anaconda got he got stepped on from behind, uh, smashed. Smashed. Okay. Okay. I'm down to five. Top uh, five. My top five. I mean, we've got some heavy hitters right here. We do. Um, oh, man. Josh, this is tough. Let's, let's get rid of... I think we got to have one of the cats go. I'm just debating on which. You know what, Josh? Uh, the lion is gone. Okay. The king of the jungle. Uh, the other four surviving animals teamed up so that they would knock off the king, knock the king off of his throne, and he is gone. All right. See ya, lion. Goodbye, lion. I should have asked Josh, are these are these male animals or female animals or does it matter? What um, is what is a what is a female? I'll say these are the strongest alive of their respective okay. uh denomination. <laughs> denomination? I mean I don't know what to call them. <laughs> their <laughs> their species. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Denomination. We're we talking churches here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, because I think if I remember on the Lion King correctly, I think the female lions are the ones that do all the hunting. And yeah, and I think lion, you're right the, about that. The, I think the females do all the hunting, but the males just kind of lay around. They sleep like twenty hours a day. Yeah, but they do have that mane to protect them from attacks. So that's they they that, get to play a little defense. That's the main thing. Yeah, that is. But that's a top five finish for the Lions, so we can't we can't complain about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're down to four. I've got we've got the tiger left. I've got the grizzly bear, the silverback gorilla, and the hippo. Yes. And the hippo made a heck of a run, Josh, but he is going out at number four. Yeah. I, I. Thought he could have been a dark horse to win this thing. Yeah, they Those they are mean. They are mean, and they are. I mean, the reason it it got to number four was because I saw a YouTube video one time of this hippo just smashing these. I think it was watermelons. They were just <laughs> chunking watermelons, and I mean, just chomping, and uh, they were just downing them. They're, those those. Uh, tusks, is it tusks or teeth? What do they have? I think, yeah, tusks, I think. I mean, they're vicious. They yeah. just would snap you in a heartbeat. So, Hippo is gone. I think they're the deadliest land animal as far as, like, killing people. Yeah. I think they're the deadliest land animal there is. Well, dang. I, I might 
they may be out a little early then. Um, but I also, they're, they're really ugly animals too. So, you know, we've, we've got to have a survivor here that can be, uh, presented to the public, you know, right. The face uh, gotta, of the podcast, <laughs> the Tom Brady of the, the jungle animals here or the survivor animals. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I've got tiger, grizzly bear and gorilla. Um, man oh man man this yeah these are this is tough now this is tough and i will tell you i could see all three of these bringing home the title but i am eliminating the gorilla oh i know oh no yep see i feel like he could on his on just like brain ability could could win this Oh, for sure. E- either one. But now, Josh, if the tiger and the grizzly bear join forces, it'd be tough for that gorilla. It would be, but don't you think the gorilla would be the one that was smart enough to join forces with another animal? Well, you would think, but maybe the gorilla overplayed his hand there. Okay. And maybe maybe that he tried to talk the tiger and the, and the grizzly bear into it, and they were like, you know what? If we take this guy to the finals, we're not beating him. Okay. Okay, uh, but Josh, the gorilla, you remember Harambe? I do remember Harambe. <laughs> Rest in peace, Harambe. Rip, yeah. But dude, uh, when I saw Harambe and how he was just, I mean, so powerful. You remember that video? Oh, man. Where, I mean, it was scary strength that that gorilla had. Yeah, they they are crazy strong. Crazy strong. Um but Josh, it just so happens that two of my favorite animals are are here in the final two. How poetic is that? I would have never thought it. Yeah, I well, I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> the tiger and the grizzly bear. Now here this is also interesting, is you know, the school that I've that I've taught at for all these all these years they are the tigers i was was wondering if you were going to make this connection um the 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 town that you live in are the bears my alma mater your alma mater where i where i've lived for five years of my life yeah um your kindergarten alma mater my kindergarten alma mater the bears um i can't go wrong here Oh man. Oh man, Josh. Do I I don't want I don't want to be called disloyal. Oh. Uh, but I oh man, this is tough. This is tough. Who do I actually think would win in a battle here? I've got to take my heart out of this. It's it's basically you've got size versus speed, speed, yeah, yeah, and quickness. Um, Josh, I am going to. I am going. You ready for the sole survivor? It is going to be 
I'm going with the grizzly bear, Josh. Oh man, I am a going tough battle. <laughs> it was a battle, literally to the death. <laughs> and the grizzly bear came out on top. The grizzly bear, wow. Um, I would love to see this this simulated, like an actual. You know battle. what's gonna happen? You know, you know what's gonna happen tomorrow, Josh. Is Peter? Peter's gonna come for us. Oh no, 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 no! They, okay. they come on, Peter. They can come after us. Um, I'm going to take these ten animals, and I'm going to get some measurables. Okay. Uh, we're gonna get some stats on these guys, and then you and I—we won't have to do this on the podcast, but we're gonna take a look and see how they match up, and uh, who might actually ha- would have won in a battle. Yeah, that would be. Who 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 would you have put in your who who would you be your survivor? Oh man, I I think uh, it would be really hard to pick against the grizzly. Yep. Uh, you like the gorilla too, though. I did. I liked the gorilla. I think. Yep. I mean, I feel like the gorilla could just crush. I would have, like, like you said, I would have to get some stats on like the size of these animals. Yep. But pound yep. for pound, I know the gorilla is probably the strongest. Yep. Well, Josh, don't you worry. I will be sending you some information tomorrow. Good. Where we can take a look at these and, and make a more educated decision. Can't wait. But, but for now, congratulations to the grizzly bear. Congrats to the grizzly. The Glade Water Bears. Oh, now. Easy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. All right. Okay, and we're back with a rule change segment. So last month, Josh, we talked about a rule change in sports that we would like to see involving referees. And this week, uh, you kind of left the door open for me as far as the rule change goes and what rule I would like to see and where I want to take this. Um, So I was thinking, and I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, was a potential rule change in baseball that that could make the game a little bit better. Yeah. Um, We already talked about Major League Baseball and college baseball has added some rules this year to try to speed up the game. And I've actually got two rule changes that I would like to see. We'll do one tonight, and then we'll save the other one for another time. Uh, So I'll go with the simplest one tonight. And, Josh, if they really want to speed up the game, this will never happen. But why could they not? just start every batter with a 2-1 count. So it'd be two balls and two balls to walk and two strikes to Yep. Two balls, one strike, every batter. So So really it'd be one like you would mess up the song. It's one, two, three strikes you're out at the old ball game. We could change the words easily. That would be one, two strikes you're out. <laughs> well, no, no, you've already got one strike. <laughs> well, 
the rule, the song could stay the stay the same. <laughs> but why would they start with a two one count when they could just go oh oh, and it would just be you walk on two balls or you're out on two strikes? Because then if you started with a two one count, you could still sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" with the one two three strikes. You know what I I like. I like the idea. I don't like that you're messing up the song. <laughs> so sorry. But <laughs> I like the idea, but here's another proposition that kind of, what if it was like slow pitch softball rules and you're only allowed like two foul balls or it's just a strikeout? See, I thought about that too, but Josh, when you got pitchers up there throwing triple digits, if yeah. you can foul a ball off, I say you deserve to stay up there. Yeah, that's a good point. Those those yeah. like eight to ten pitch at bats or they get so fun to watch too at the end. Yeah. Even like though they take forever. Yeah. Okay, now here here's another thing along the two one rule that I kinda like is okay, maybe you don't do that the whole game, but maybe you do it at certain points of the game, like if you've got a lead or if you're behind, you have a different count. Or I mean, I know that's getting a little bit crazy, probably. Yeah. But you know, you're saving you're saving your pitcher's arms a little bit better if you go to a two one count. Yeah. Uh, or or I thought about this maybe like the first three innings of the game you play regular, or or maybe you speed that part up. You you go two one count, and then maybe the middle three innings. Yeah, you you do a regular OO count, and then you could re- really get crazy and go full count one inning. Ooh, what do you think? That would be interesting to like. It would let the coaches decide. Be like, yeah. you have to have three innings where you do this. Yeah, and you decide when to do it. They don't have to be consecutive. You can spread them out, but you have to do it for three innings, where you start every batter two one. I don't hate that, Josh. I think that's a good idea, actually. Now, I'm coming around to it now that we're not doing it for the whole game. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're you saving your pitcher's arms. You're saving the, the audience, your, your fans, some time. They're not uh, just sitting there for three and a half hours. Um, so, I think it really could, I mean, could potentially speed up. It would definitely speed up the game, I think. Uh, they won't ever do it, but. It's just an interesting yeah. thought that I was thinking about that could speed up the game. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good idea. I've also heard something about, and I don't, I might have heard this from you actually, and this is your segment, so I don't want to, I don't want to rob no. you of your you rule step, change. You can step on my toes, Josh. It won't okay. Hurt. Yep. But I heard something about like, so you go back and forth until one team takes a lead. Now wait, Josh. Wait, Josh. That, that's my second rule change. Okay, okay. So we can save that. <laughs> we can save that. And I, I do like that one uh, that we could talk about another time if you want to, or I could say it real quick if you want me to either way. No, we'll, we'll, we'll tease it for another time because you okay. know, we're, we'll be doing this for another month, hopefully. Okay. We'll Sounds need another good. So, yeah, let us know what you think. If you like that rule change, uh, if you've got a better idea for a baseball rule change than what the Major League Baseball has done to try to speed up the game, let us know. We'll be glad to take a listen. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 
And we're back with the post-game wrap-up tonight. So thanks for joining us again, everybody. I uh, hope you're liking the new format, a little bit less time. We're trying not to just rush through and speed through everything, but trying to kind of hit the highlights and giving you guys some fun segments along the way that, that you'll enjoy. So tonight for the post-game, I've actually got a movie recommendation. And Josh, I was talking to you about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I had a date night with my mom. We went to the movie theater and it was funny, Josh, we were talking about, uh, you know, we went and saw the super Mario brothers uh, a few weeks ago too. That was the first movie I'd seen at the theater in years. And then that very (laughs) same week, I actually went (laughs) with my mom to another movie and uh, we saw a movie that I had never really thought that this kind of movie would, would be, well, I don't know. I'll just tell you a little bit about it. You, you already told you a little bit, so I'll fill the yeah. audience in. But this was a horror movie, but it was a Christian horror movie. Have you ever heard of a combination like that? No, I, no, not me. No. <laughs> and so, um, you know, there, there was a movie back in the 70s called The Exorcist, but it was definitely um, – had more of a worldly type, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was a true horror film. And, uh, so this movie, um, I listened to this guy's podcast. He, his name is Steve Dace. And, uh, he was the executive producer on this movie, he put up a lot of money on his own. And it, I think they spent about $3 million on the budget of the movie. But, um, so I listened to his podcast. He was trying to get people to support it. And, uh, I thought it'd be great. Uh, for my mom and I to go watch it because we're kind of into uh, the Christian aspect of it, but also intrigued kind of by what he was doing or trying to do with the horror part of it. So it's not your typical horror movie. I mean, you're not, uh, there is one scene in there that's a little bit, uh, I don't want to say gruesome, uh, a little bit violent. There's not a whole lot of like, blood and guts and gore like you would typically see from a horror movie but it's also not your typical christian movie so you know i didn't feel like it was really um sometimes with some of the the past christian movies you get some you know a little bit of cheesiness involved in it and i don't think this was like that at all it was uh one of those movies that after it was over we were asking questions like okay, what about this? What did you think about this? So it really sparked a conversation and it left me thinking, man, I need to go see that again because maybe I missed something along the way. There is a lot of dialogue in the movie. Um, As I mentioned earlier, they didn't have a huge budget to spend on this. So um, the majority of the movie takes place in a prison cell where this guy's on death row and, um, he's possessed by a demon and then he spends the time talking to, I don't want to give away too much of it because I I want people that might be interested in it to go see it because you need to stick around till the very end of it. Um, But anyway, he spends a lot of time talking to a guy that is trying to uh, evaluate this guy to see, is he mentally ill? Is he competent enough to, go through with this execution that he's on death row for and so anyway i thought it was a really interesting movie uh it kept my attention even though there was a lot of dialogue through it and 
I think you're going to be challenged by it. If you do go see it, you're going to have some questions and it may lead you to, you know, do some studying on your own or research into what was being talked about in the movie. Josh, I'm trying to be careful here that I don't give any away, anything away because it's it's really cool uh, right. to see all the way through the end. So I'm trying to be careful with my words, but I would highly recommend. I haven't even said the name of the movie yet, but the name of the movie is called Nefarious. And um, I would recommend it to anybody that is interested in that kind of thing. And I think you'll you'll have a good time at the movie. And uh, anyway, that's my recommendation for the week. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Derek. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't add too much to that. But uh, I will make sure I see that movie so that I can, uh, you know, I, I like to, it sounds like it's thought provoking. So it definitely is. And I will say, Josh, this is the, the second week that it's out. And so the, you know, obviously the better it does at the box office, the more uh, likely it's going to stay in the theaters, theaters for a little while. I think right. it made like, uh, 1.5 million the first week, which was basically over or right about half of their budget. So it did pretty cool. well. And then this past weekend, it had a drop off. It was like 650,000 or something like that. So they're probably going to yeah. not lose any money on it. But I think it would be great if, um, you know, people would go out and support movies like that so they can continue to be made. Um, the guy that produced it named Steve, uh, he made a good point. Uh, he, he said a good quote about it because it's not your typical Christian type movie. But he said uh, they're trying to bring in an audience that normally wouldn't go see a movie like that. And he yeah. said people will have a hard time. Uh, let's see. I don't want to mess this quote up because it was really good. But he said people will not turn to the light unless they're afraid of the dark. Cool. So I could have probably said that at the very beginning with that one sentence, and that would have probably been enough to like interest people. But I thought that yeah. was really a really interesting thought that people, they will not turn to the light unless they're afraid of the dark. So there you go. That's kind of the movie in a nutshell right there. Well, thank you for sharing that, Derek. And uh, this is this is kind of off topic, but just like you shared that movie with everyone, I would <laughs> encourage everyone <laughs> To share this podcast with your friends on whatever platform you do have. You probably, you might not have a podcast like us, but I'm sure you have a social media page or uh, you have a mouth that you can talk with and share us that way. So, uh, and it's greatly appreciated. Send us feedback. Uh, we, We always enjoy hearing from people. One, because we know you're listening, and then two, because we want to get better. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it always helps us. So, But anyways, with all that being said, I think that just about wraps up tonight's episode. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all again next week.